What it was like winning a Grammy Award for the song With Arms Wide Open, the mental health struggles that he went through and how he got through them, how health and fitness has played a huge role in his life, and about why his newest album is called The Space Between the Shadows and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 195 with Grammy Award winning artist Scott Stapp. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm here because you want to be the best version of yourself, but there are so many things that you need to do to get there. And because it's overwhelmingly complicated, it's easy to lose focus. It's easy to lose a sense of direction, which is why so many people end up being less than who they could be. That's why I create videos, podcasts, and programs to keep you on track towards your best self. Go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. Today, I bring you Grammy Award-winning artist and former Creed frontman, Scott Stapp. Scott's music has sold over 50 million records worldwide, including 11 number one hit singles. At one time, Creed was the biggest rock band in the entire world. Scott has more recently ventured into a successful solo career, and he's released his third solo record last year called The Space Between the Shadows. In this episode, we'll talk about the ups and downs that he's had in his personal life and how health and fitness has played such a big role in him overcoming those challenges. As you're listening to the episode, be sure to tag me on Instagram at carrier underscore best you and tag Scott at Scott Stapp, which is S-C-O-T-T-S-T-A-P-P to let us know that you're listening. Monday mornings can be the bane of your existence. It can seem impossible to get motivated on a Monday morning, but not if you receive my Monday Motivation Trio 111 newsletter. Every Monday, I send out one motivational quote, one inspiring video, and one workout to get your week started off with a bang. Just go to nickcarrier.com slash 111-newsletter to get this in your inbox every Monday morning. Again, it's nickcarrier.com slash 111-newsletter. Without further ado, here's to getting closer to your best you with the one, the only, Scott Stapp. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I am super fired up today to do one of my first in-person podcasts in a while, and welcome in the one and only Scott Stapp. So, Scott, I just want to say uh, thanks for spending the time with me today. Good to be here, man. Yeah, yeah. So, as a bunch of you guys probably already know, Scott Stapp is the Grammy Award-winning artist, uh, Creed frontman, and they sold over 50 million records worldwide with 11 number one hit singles. And uh, he had, he just released his third solo record last year called The Space Between the Shadows. And I'm really excited to get into a lot of the details about that um, and a lot of like health and fitness stuff too, because yeah. we were talking before how that's a major part of your life and some face stuff and, and everything like that. But the way I want to start today is kind of bring a highlight maybe to your career was winning the Grammys with the song uh, with Creed of yeah. um, Arms Wide, with Arms Wide Open and yeah. just kind of ask what was it like winning a Grammy? Because for an artist, that's got to be one of the ultimate dreams. Yeah, I, I think, you know, initially as a songwriter and, you know, when you're in a band, your initial goal is get a record deal, get on the radio. And then once you start, you know, having success and connecting with your audience and your fan base um, and you start accomplishing things, um, a, a Grammy is is one of the pinnacles. Yeah. Um, because it, it's it's voted on by your peers. Mm. Um, and so I think that gives it an even extra niche on the accomplishment belt. Uh, and so that was definitely 
something that we didn't set out. It wasn't like our goals when we started, mm-hmm. uh, but to have, you know, one that, you know, is one of the, you know, biggest accomplishments of, of my career and something I'm forever proud of. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And, and like you said, I think it is something to be said when it's voted on by your peers. Like when I was in high school, I was voted captain of like my football and baseball team. And it was from my players as well. Obviously a much lesser scale than a Grammy, but I felt the same way. I was like, it means so much more being voted on by your play, your teammates right. rather than just the coaches right. Or, right. or something like that. So I think that's awesome. Um, basically what I, where I want to go from here is you had this kind of period of time for four or five years or so when you had some struggles yeah. and some mental challenges. And I just want you to bring people through just kind of like a brief synopsis of that time and what some of your biggest takeaways, maybe like two biggest takeaways from that time are now moving forward. Yeah. Well, I definitely had, uh, you know, a dark period in my life, you know, where initially it's, it's literally the way I remember it is it's almost like I just woke up one day and felt off, didn't feel right physically, um, mentally, emotionally, and just knew something wasn't right. And, um, back during that time frame, you know, uh, I knew nothing about depression. Depression wasn't talked about. Uh, no one around me knew anything about it. And if people did, it's not something that they openly shared. Right. So, you know, I really went on this search, uh, to try to find out what was going on with me because I had a tremendous amount of success in my career. I was young. Uh, I was an athlete limitless energy and always, you know, happy and raring to go. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I had no energy. I, I was miserable, uh, internally. I found no joy in the things that I love to do the most in life, mm. uh, felt weak and uh, couldn't get any answers. And so that led to, you know, me making some decisions, uh, that later would be very poor decisions, trying to just help myself to feel better. Right. Uh, and so I began to self-medicate and that is, you know, just a toxic combination when you, when you mix depression with, uh, self-medication and it just created this vicious cycle, which led to some things that, that, uh, you know, became public. And, and I think that at the time were very misunderstood because even I didn't understand what was going on. Right. Um, but you know, it was, you know, by the grace of God and, and the love of my family, and, and my wife, uh, that we finally got to, to the bottom of it after years of, of maybe having a, a good window and then slipping back into old habits. And, uh, you know, we made it through. And I think the number one thing that I, I take away from that experience is when things feel off and when things don't feel right, uh, and when you know you're not yourself, let somebody know. It, it's not weak. It doesn't mean anything except you care about yourself and you, you know, something's off and there's help out there. And if you share with your doctor, your pastor, your friends, your family, then between all of those, someone is going to point you in the right direction and find out what's really going on to get you the help you need. You don't have to handle it alone because in trying to handle it alone, from my experience, uh, that can only lead to kind of metastasizing and making the situation even worse. Uh, so don't be afraid to to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number two, man, 
and I think this is key in life in general, just because you get knocked down does not mean that you can't get back up mm-hmm. and keep fighting and keep going and do it again. And man, I've learned in life, uh, my greatest lessons, my greatest strengths and more about myself through adversity than anything I ever learned through my successes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so although I wouldn't you know, wish that or want that for anyone, we, we all fall down at times in life. We, we all go through challenging and difficult times. And so don't let those things define you. Find purpose in that. In one regard, you can take that experience and help others that are going through the same thing. And, and that's how I found purpose through my struggles. But always, man, don't, don't let it just cause you to put your tail between your legs and, and run away. Keep fighting and realize that whether you know it or not, everyone falls down. Um, and it's, it's how you get back up that defines you moving forward. Yeah, amen to that. And I'm definitely, I love that topic. And we're going to touch on it more when we get to talking about the, the latest album and Purpose for Pain, yeah. the, the hit single from it. I love that song, by the way. Um, but one of the things I want to touch on just in the beginning is how you talked about how, you know, back then you didn't really know that much about depression. It wasn't that normalized yeah. back then. And obviously nowadays it's so much more normalized, which is great right. because people feel a little bit more comfortable now being open, discussing it with other people because now so many people will realize that so many other people are going through similar things. Yeah. And it's also helped because friends of people can start being better about asking questions yeah. about what's going on. And so kind of off of that, I want to ask, what can a friend of somebody do who is going through some kind of depression, anxiety, whatever it is, what can a friend do to try to lend a helping hand to them? Yeah, I, I think... I think the number one thing is, is if you see something different about your friend, talk to them about it. Ask them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Ask them if there's anything that you can do for them. Tell them your honest observation. Hey, you don't seem like yourself. Something seems a little off. Are you okay? And do it in a way where, where it doesn't come across as judgmental, mm-hmm. just where it's love. It's like, hey, I love you. I care about you. And you're just not yourself. Uh, hey, let's... Let's go talk to someone. Hey, you, you know what I mean? Um, I think in my situation and in a lot of people's situations, especially back then, I think it's different now, but back then, you know, I think it can be misinterpreted when you start isolating and you start removing and distancing yourself from your friends. If they're not thinking like we do today, like maybe there's something going on, maybe yeah. they're depressed, maybe they have an addiction or you know, back then it, it was kind of misinterpreted as, as maybe something, um, you know, what, what did I do to them? Do they not like me? Uh, who do they think they are? There's all kind of negative ways you can interpret that um, instead of looking at it as, you know, they may be dealing with something. What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's just reach out and, and be persistent. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Be, be persistent. Don't let it go check in on them on a regular basis um, and really encourage them uh, and let them know if you have any history or anyone else that you know, uh, I think you can break down a barrier by, by saying to someone, you know, I had a friend or even share your own story. Mm -hmm. If you've had something, you know, try to get 
them out of this negative routine. Right. And it's tough because when people are suffering from a, from a, a mental health issue, a lot of times they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely do all of that and, and encourage them to, to, to get up and get moving and, and exercise and diet and, and, and just be an example, but also just pester. Right. I think that's great advice because there are so many people going through it and being, I like what you said about breaking down the barrier, maybe mentioning how, you know, somebody who's done certain or gone through certain things or maybe your own experience because it, just doing that small thing is going to make them feel a little bit more comfortable because they might be hesitant right. the first time you ask or the second time you ask right. and stuff like that. But you've had a good tra- uh, good segue into exercise. So we were talking beforehand how you like you run a lot and somewhere between maybe five and nine miles a day because it makes your body feel so good. And I kind of want you to just take us through the journey of like getting into exercise and what some of your most important habits are now in yeah. terms of fitness and kind of health and wellness. Yeah. Well, I- Growing up, I was a three-sport athlete mm-hmm. um, in high school. That became two, uh, baseball and basketball. Um, so you had scholarships and, and to play so baseball when you were younger? I had some scholarship offers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, so being athletic and being involved in sports and, and training and whatnot was a part of my life, you know, growing up. And then once I got into the rock and roll scene and – all its its trappings. Uh, I I got away from that, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that a lot of that contributed to my onset of depression. So, with that said, I think exercise, fitness, uh, and diet are critical components to not only physical strength and and confidence and fitness, but mental strength, confidence, and fitness. No doubt. Uh, you know, there's nothing but good endorphins and and chemical transmitters released in your brain um, when you're breaking a sweat Mm -hmm. uh, and when you're pushing your body to limits. And so that's been a key to me not going backwards. Uh, And and, and I also think it's important to to try if you can uh, and not every every situation is different. So and I'm not a doctor, so this isn't like medical advice. But but, you know, I, I think personally that fitness can be maybe the first step that you take prior to medication if, if you have that option because mm. it's a natural way and changing your diet, getting rid of all the processed food, all the junk, eating healthy. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's something I, I, I've thought about for quite a long time uh, in that, you know, had I not, you know, gotten into this unhealthy lifestyle would this not have happened. And then, you know, the rest. And so, you know, give that a shot. If you're, if you're feeling, if you're feeling down and, and you're feeling off and, you know, try, try health and, and fitness. And, uh, but of course, listen to your physician and, and do what they have to say. But I, I definitely think in maintaining a positive frame of mind and, and having a strong body and mind and, and fitness are key. Yeah, no doubt. And, um, you know, you talked about don't eat processed foods, exercise and stuff like that. And, for the most part, everybody knows they should they should not be eating that stuff and they should be exercising. And so one of the things that I talk a lot about is in most areas of life or a lot of areas of life, people know what to do. They just don't do what they know. Right. And so I kind of want you to take this from a personal experience thing. Like what are – you seem like pretty you're pretty disciplined. You get up, you do your exercise and you stay pretty routine with these things. What, what are some of the things that maybe help you – 
follow through on these things that you know you should be doing, but not all the time that you really want to do. Right. Well, I definitely had goals uh, when I got back into that lifestyle. You know, I had weight loss goals. I, I had gotten 40 pounds heavier than, than I wanted to be. And, and that was, that was healthy and that I felt not only looked right, uh, but just was physically not healthy for my body type. And so I, I set goals and, you know, I think setting goals is key and then taking those daily steps to achieve those goals. Yeah. Um, and so I made some kind of radical life changes. And if you ever talk to my wife, Jacqueline, she can tell you once I, you know, made a commitment to a life of sobriety, I also made a commitment that I was going to do everything different than what I did that led me into that place of trouble. Um, and so it started with me with, with getting sober and then it turned into, okay, I wasn't exercising. I'm going to exercise. I was eating this way. I'm going to go to the extreme opposite. So I started doing research and my wife and I watched so many documentaries on Netflix about foods and how they're made. And and we were like, Oh my God, we're never eating that again. You know what I mean? And, and so I really honed in on, on a healthy diet that I enjoyed um, and, and exercises initially that I enjoyed and felt like could help me achieve the results that I wanted. And running was, was one of those. And then, you know, just being a stickler about, about my diet and, you know, basically burning more than I put in. Yeah. (laughs) And it was that simple. Mm -hmm. And so that was really what I did. And then during that process is when I learned or relearned or, or finally became aware that, Hey man, I feel better. Yeah. You know, I feel better like 30 minutes after I start this run, like I get this endorphin push. I'm, I'm starting to feel it right after my run. I love the way I feel, man, later in the day, I can tell when I didn't do my run that morning, I have more energy. I feel better. I have more mental clarity. And I think, you know, I'm sure diet had, had to do with that as well, but I could definitely tell a difference uh, in my day on many levels when I didn't exercise and when I did exercise. Mm-hmm. And once I could literally feel and see the difference, I was hooked. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I rarely miss a day uh, at this point unless, you know, it's just impossible for me to right. get a workout in. Yeah, I love it. I think there's a couple of things that you said that I really liked. You talked about how you set goals, like you lost 40 pounds in three years. And I think that and it goes really well to what I actually do when I, I do fitness goal setting with people, because when you have something to aim for that's worthwhile and that's meaningful then you're already going to be more motivated. And then when you can see like the small progress steps and you talk about the small daily steps towards achieving that goal and you can see visual progress, then you're going to be more motivated and more disciplined to actually continue to follow through with those things. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think when you start seeing that what you're doing is, is paying off. And for me, when I look back, you know, I was probably only losing like two pounds a month. You know, which wasn't, it's, that's not extreme at all. So it was, it was very slow. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was seeing enough to keep me, to keep me going. Yeah. And then just the way that I felt and knowing that I was also focused on the mental aspect of it. You know, I, I felt so centered during my runs. I, I could clear my thoughts and I got so many things figured out and thought through during that process 
it was almost meditative right. uh, for me. And I think that's why I fell in love with it. You know, I had earlier in my life, even in my uh, late 20s and early 30s, really gotten into weightlifting and less cardio. Uh, but then after the weight gain, you know, I just figured, you know, I've, I've got to do, do some cardio. Yeah. Um, and then I got hooked on on cardio. Yeah. And and now it's just been the last, you know, year that I began to add some uh, weightlifting uh, back in. Uh, not much. I can tell there's a little bit in there. But but just 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 a little bit. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely, you know, transformed my my body and mind. Yeah. The other thing I like that you did when you were talking about changing your habits is you were talking about the actions that you were taking and the results that you were getting. You right. talked about how, okay, the results that I've gotten in the past aren't what I want. Right. And so these were the actions that I took. Let's flip that. Right. And I think that I think all of us would benefit from doing that kind of self-analysis every right. couple of months yeah. and be like, okay, where do I where do I want to be and where do I wish I was? Right. What did I currently do to only get to where I am? Right. And which of those habits or routines we're only getting me to this right. and what can I switch or what can I upgrade to be able to give me a little bit more of a result? So I thought that was awesome. A absolutely. And I think that applies to life yeah, and not just fitness. Um, you know, it applies to your business. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it can apply to relationships um, and to every aspect of life. I think goals are critical. I think taking daily steps to achieve those goals are critical and then tweaking it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and see, okay, you know what? This isn't quite working like I wanted to. Let me try this. And don't be afraid to mix things up. That's one thing my wife told me when I got in this rut of doing nothing but just boom, running, running, running. She's like, you know, you got to mix it up. You yeah. Know what I mean, you're getting, you're, you know, she even told me, she, she said, you're getting a little thin. Um, and I know you've lost the weight, but now I think you're losing some muscle mass. Mm. Um, and you know, as a man, I was yeah, like, you're like, oh crap! I, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'm gonna, I need to start adding some weights to the deal. Yeah, and you know, my wife, she's she's quite a fitness fanatic. She loves your classes. <laughs> uh, she she raves about you and how you're the you're the best, and she's fighting to get into your class because they sell out so fast. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. But uh, you know, like I was telling you a minute ago, you know, she's doing two a days, man. She's hitting your class. And she's a yogi. She's doing the yoga and, and she has goals and, and she's, she's training for specific reasons, um, as well. And, but she does, she'll, she'll mix up and throw different things in. And so it's, it's awesome to, for me, and I'm fortunate to have a wife that's so into fitness and has been her whole life where, you know, she can throw me some advice and, yeah. and stuff like that. That definitely helps to have a, a partner out there who has uh, that as a priority as well. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to transition into the latest album that you released last yeah. year, The Space Between the Shadows. And I just want to start by having you give everyone just a brief overview. I know we've touched on the topic a little bit before, but brief overview on why it's called The Space Between the Shadows. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think the most obvious uh, reason why is The Space Between the Shadows is light. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the album really kind of summarizes my journey back to the light, you know, out of the darkness or the shadows. Yeah. Um, and, and I think from a universal perspective, I think that's what anyone going through difficult times, you know, wants to get back to. And, uh, but we've got to walk through it. Um, and so I share honestly uh, on this record, um, you know, through song, um, you know, my feelings, um, 
as I'm beginning to, you know, learn to, to walk again and, 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 and reflect and, 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 and then find meaning during those darker periods in my life, during the struggle. You know, I think a, a lot of times people live with regret and, and, and I look at regret as a frame of mind and a negative frame of mind. Um, and I don't want to carry that with me. Of course, I look back and I can say, you know what? I wish I could have done that different. I wish I could have done that different. But all of those things have led me to the place that I am today. And so I have this, this group, this, this mass of experiences, good and bad, where I can take that and give it purpose. So when I run into someone and they're sharing with me uh, something that's going on in their life, and I, and I went through a similar thing, all of a sudden I have an opportunity to share with them encouragement, relate to them on a personal level and say, hey, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I went through that. And, and as the conversation evolves or the relationship evolves, if they ask me, how did you do, do that? How did you get through it? Then I've got this new purpose in my life in that moment with that person. Yeah. And that can happen on a daily basis. And so life's too short to, to live with any negativity in here, man. And again, if you can repurpose the struggles or the adversities or the negative experiences in your mind, then the positivity and the light comes out yeah. and, and then you can use that to help other people. And then I found that anytime you're in service or you're helping somebody else, it's, it's one of the greatest forms of, of love we can offer each other as humans. And I, I always find that I walk away feeling so good. And so it's a reciprocal thing. You're helping them and, and they're helping you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a beautiful, uh, a beautiful experience. Yeah. No, I think that was powerfully said. And I really liked how you talked about regret in the sense that everybody's going to have things that they look back on and maybe wish that they didn't do it a particular way, but it does your body no good to look at it in that light. Right. It just only does it any good to be like, okay, this happened. Now I can like maybe use this moving forward in some way, shape or form. So I thought that was great. Right. Um, Just a few more questions here left. I want to make sure I respect your time. What do you think of all these kind of like experiences that you've, that you've had over the last 10, 15 years, what do you think has really helped you? to become a better father and a better husband through all of these, mostly kind of like the negative experiences. What, what have you come out of that has helped you maybe be a better father and a better husband because of it? Um, I, I, I think that the number one thing that, that helped me get through that period in my life. Well, it's, it's, it's two things, my faith and my family, um, you know, uh, and, and my wife in particular, you know, our shared faith, I think saved our marriage during those difficult times because she didn't understand either, you know, what was going on, you know, with me, was it her? Is, is he, you know, you can interpret things oh, for sure. in, in many different ways uh, when it had nothing to do with her. And so, you know, she, she loved me through it. She, she showed me what love is not just by saying it, but by her actions and, and then demonstrated to me, how her faith in God gave her strength to love me even when I wasn't so lovable. And when I saw that, it, it, it just made our bond even stronger. 
and in reflection, I look back and realize, you know, without her faith and then my connection to faith and that bond that we had there, uh, there's no telling where I'd be today. So, you know, that's awesome. thank, thank God and, and thank God for my wife. Yeah, that's cool. So last, last two questions. So um, the second to last one, I think that we talk, we've talked about goal setting. And so the way I kind of talk about the best version of yourself is I think we need to every single day try to gain clarity on what we think the best version of ourselves looks like. Yep. And then my goal each day is to reverse engineer that person and be like, okay, what can I do to make that person a reality? Right. And so I want you to kind of picture the best version of yourself and answer, is there a particular skill, piece of knowledge or experience that that person has that you don't currently have? Best version of myself. Oh man, there's many. I'm, I still have a long way to go. I, I think on more of a spiritual level, I, I think in envisioning the best version of myself, maintaining that spiritual connection and, and that connection to my higher power, to God, to my faith in every aspect of my life, I'm, I'm still light years away from where I want to be uh, with that. You know, I, living in, in mentally in, in that higher place spiritually, um, I think just if I could ever get there, would radiate through me and help me handle every situation in life better. Yeah. And, and also help, allow me to live in a constant state of inspiration and love. Mm. And I think that's the ultimate goal. So that's, that's where I would like yeah. to be. That's, that's my enlightenment. That's great. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll keep trying. Yeah. I know. I love the way you put that. Well, before I ask the last question, Scott, I want to acknowledge you. I think the, the openness that you have to talk about the experiences that you've been through and then to have the honest viewpoint of these things. Yes. Maybe I wish they happened a little bit differently, but it's not regretful. It's okay. Now I have this in my toolkit. It's right. something that I carry around with me and now I embrace it and I can inspire the world with it and speak to other people and help other individuals with it. Um, I think that's really awesome. And I just, I love how you've embraced your different lifestyle through figuring out what didn't work in the past and turning that on its head and taking responsibility and ownership for that is super cool. Right. Um, so I think that's awesome. Right. Well, one, one thing is insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. Yeah. And there was a period where I lived that cycle. And so, uh, it's, it's, it, you, you got to break the cycle. Yeah. And no, and it's, and it sounds like why would people do the same thing if they're getting the same result, but not as many people as it would seem they would, it should actually take the time of that self-analysis. So we're like, yeah. okay, these actions gave me this result. So I'm going to turn right. this around. But I think like, that's something that I, try to do, but I probably should more consciously do like the beginning of every single month. And, and, and I think I'm going to try to implement that awesome. moving forward. But the last question is, I think getting to the best version of ourselves is a constant journey. And, um, I think it's a unique journey. I think yeah. that the way that I get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get to the best version of yourself. Right. So for you personally, if there are three things that you could currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to that best version of Scott Stapp that we were talking about earlier. What are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? I, I, I think I, I think number one, a daily commitment to my faith, my spirituality, and connecting with that on a daily 
basis. I, I think that would be the number one thing, surrendering my will to my higher power, to God on a daily basis from the moment I open my eyes and then keeping that thought process in the back of my head 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I think that would help me get to that place uh, that we talked about. Um, I also think continuing fitness and diet, I think continuing that, expanding on that, mm. trying new things, uh, learning uh, more, fine-tuning, that would also help me get to that place. And then just, I think third w would be, and, and, and number three is probably far more important than number two, is learning to live a life of total unselfishness and humility. Mm. Because I think in that is where you find your greatest strength. And then that would also help me with number one. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're, they're all kind of, one and two are very much intertwined. I, th I think those three, uh, those three things. Awesome. Well, three great things. That's all we got. I appreciate it, Scott. All right. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this super special episode with Scott. This episode has the opportunity to make a huge impact on so many people's lives. Be sure to share it with a friend or family member who is maybe going through something right now or send it to someone who is maybe a big Creed fan. You never know if this episode could be the thing that could turn someone's life around. If you liked the show, be sure to leave it a rating or review on iTunes and let me know what your favorite part was. I also post a video episode with the show notes every single week and you can find that at nickcarrier.com slash podcast. Remember, if you're going through something right now, tell someone. If you know someone who's going through something, be there for them. If you're having a tough time letting go of a bad decision that you've made, stop living with regret. Give purpose to your pain by realizing that that experience that you went through can be something that you can help someone else with. It can be a way that you can relate to someone else and you can build a relationship with them and you can make a positive impact on their life. As long as you can reframe your regret, it can turn into your strength. But for now, it's time. It's time to take action. If your current actions aren't getting you the results that you want, change them. It's as simple as that. Because in order to get to a version of yourself that you've never been before, you have to do things you've never done before. That's what's gonna get you closer and closer to your best you.